coach. So I'm, I'm very grateful to be here <laughs> specifically today to talk, talk Titans and talk NFL draft and, and free agency with you. Well, we always have good conversations on, uh, on this segment, so I'm ready for it with you guys. Uh, coach, let's start with, with our main topic of discussion today, Dory hey. Jackson uh, signing with the New York Giants. Um, three years, $39 million, $26.5 million guaranteed. Uh, does that number surprise you? That's, that's an awful lot for a guy that missed a lot of last season. Here is, what, here is what your value is in the National Football League, whichever one team is – wants to pay you. That's what your value is. So that's just it. I mean, that doesn't, doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, you've got 32 different, you got 32, uh, you know, unified, but separate entities in the national football league. And so it it doesn't surprise me at all. Once you, once you go on the market, then whatever someone is willing to pay you, that is what your value is. And, And it's really not, you know, what anybody else thinks about your value, because I promise you, I mean, he and his representation could care less, what the other 31 teams, you know, think his value is. That's what his value is to the, to Dave Gettleman and the New York Giants, and that's what he got. And so, you know, God bless him. Now, along with big numbers come big expectations, right? I mean, Blaine can tell you that right there. He experienced it. I mean, once you once you once you get big numbers, which is fine. I want players and 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 to get everything they can because believe me, I lived with it. And I've lived with it for 35 years. I know how hard it is. But once you get those numbers, then your expectations jump. So God bless it. Uh, so now where the Titans are at, at corner, you have Kevin Johnson coming over from Cleveland. Uh, you have Janoris Jenkins uh, added to the secondary. Yeah, let's stop right there. I mean, sure. I, 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 we, I drafted, we drafted Jack Rabbit when I was with the Rams. Yeah. And so, you know, we drafted Jack Rabbit in the second round. Jack Rabbit's a good football player. He really is. I mean, this is a – when coming out when he's brand new, he's one of the best man-to-man dudes in that draft. You know, great feet. And the thing about him is his attitude as far as playing man-to-man. Because, you know, the rabbit, you know, when we first had him, you know, he will take chances, but he won't back down from anything. He'll get beat. But the thing about him is, I mean, he'll come back from getting beat and still really compete. I I, I, I really like Janoris Jenkins as a football player. I enjoyed the four years he was there as a coaching staff. We were really, really upset. When, you know, they didn't pick up, you know, they didn't re-sign him. The front office at the Rams didn't re-sign him. He went to the Giants, got paid, because, and he played good at the Giants. And from what the people tell me in New Orleans that I, that I talked to down there, he played good down there last year. I didn't watch him play, you know, much last year because we didn't cross over with that. But my, my four years with Jack Rabbit, I would have Jack Rabbit on my team any day. And here's the other thing. I've been in meeting rooms with him for four years. He loves ball. He gets it. He understands it. So, you're getting a veteran player that gets it and understands it, but you know, he's, he's older now. So we'll see what the Jack rabbit's got left, but the Jack rabbit that I know from what he's got left, you'll get coach Mack with us here on one Oh four, five, the zone. Well, coach, I, I love to do this compare styles because people don't understand. Everybody has a style. They go about the way they do to play their position Compare Jack rabbit to Adoree Jackson and the pros and cons of both of them and how they're alike and different. Well, Jack Rabbit didn't have the speed Adoree does, you know, that number one, because, you know, Adoree's got track speed. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's healthy, he's got track speed. Now, the thing about it is availability, Jack Rabbit will play. I mean, he, he's always been available. He's always been available. And plus, and plus Jack Rabbit's got a little bit more of a gambler's mentality to it, I mm-hmm. would say. Uh, you know, he's always, and, and plus, you know, uh, where, you know, he was at Florida, of course he had to leave Florida cause he had some issues, went to North Alabama, but he's always been a press man player. 
He's been a man-to-man player his whole career. He's a really compact. He's a compact dude that has got extreme, extreme quickness. I would, I, I know that Adore has more long speed, mm-hmm. you know, than Jackrabbit does. I'm not sure Adore has the the short area quicks that Jackrabbit does, you know, and and uh, so that would be just physically looking at him. And of course, now you know, you, I'm comparing, I'm comparing Rabbit back to when he was Adore's age because mm-hmm. I can I can do that comparison. I can't compare Adore to what Jackrabbit is now because Adore hadn't gotten there yet. Right. But, uh, you know, just as far as as the physical comparison, I mean, they're, they're both they both have uh, gifts, you know, for a defensive back. I think they're just different types of gifts. And as, as I said, I've got had more experience because I coached Jack Rabbit. I mean, I've been with Rabbit in the meeting rooms. And so I know what his approach is. How was he? You said he's a ball guy. That means he loves family, loves ball. But how was he as a person? When I say that, I'm talking about in the locker room. Did he bring leadership? Or was he kind of that quiet guy that stays to himself and, hey, hey you want to talk to me? Cool. Not, I just keep it moving. What, what, what kind of person is he? You'd love him. You'd love him, Blaine. You really would have loved him as a teammate because, I mean, he got, he's got a great personality. You got, he's, he's, a, he's a dude that guys just like. You know, they like him. But plus, I mean, he will, he will get out there and ball, and they know that. I mean, they, they know when he's out there on the field, and, and, and he'll practice too. And they know that when he's out there on the field. They, I mean, he was a really good teammate there at the Rams. I mean, you, can't, you won't find any player that played with him nor a coach that coached him that has nothing to say but good about Jack Rabbit as far as being a locker room guy. You would have loved him as a teammate, Blaine. Yeah, that's always important chemistry with the, the current players. I, I guess, lastly, I'm going to stay up with uh, current players, and that's the kid that uh, just signed with the Titans. And I, I guess kind of give us a breakdown. Is he a, a two, a three, and Josh Reynolds? Uh, I remember watching him at AM, so he got the AM tie, even though they weren't there together in Tannehill. But uh, do you see him potentially being a two, if not for sure a three? Yeah, Josh, uh, Josh Reynolds, I mean, you know, I, I know a lot about these Texas guys because I've got mm-hmm. high school coaches down. He played for, he played at John Jay High School there in San Antonio, and 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 then coming out, he went to Tyler Junior College coming out. Oh, you know, and, and I know a little bit about him coming out of JUCO because you know some of my guys at the Frogs Frogs tried to get him coming out of JUCO. I mean, he's a he's a guy. Look, he doesn't he doesn't have elite deep speed. What he does what he does do though, he's really good. Uh, you know, with 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 uh, nuances of separation, he's got good hands. They're at Texas A and M. You know, he wasn't the he wasn't their speed guy. He was more their he was more their possession guy. But he got better as he was as in the National Football League. I think he was with a great complimentary receiver when he was there at the Rams. You know, he's coming off a pretty good season. You know, where he had quite a few catches, and they, you know, they they had to, they couldn't resign him. You know, because of their money issues. You know, with what they had there. But as a complimentary receiver, I I I, I like him. I like what I've seen of him. You know, in the league. Now, he's not a guy that's going to take the top off of any defense. That's not his game. But his game is nuanced, being able to set up, get open, catch it. Mm. All right. With that being said, I I just see long and length. Yes. He may not be quite as fast, but would you compare him, a guy that you know too as well, and Justin Hunter? Maybe not quite as athletic, but taller. Well, Is he somewhat similar to him, or they just look the same and they're just not the same? I think they just look the same. Yeah, I, I really, I, I really, I really kind of think they look the same. You know, you, I mean, a lot of those, a lot of these receivers in the National Football League, you know, they, they, they all, those longer receivers now that, that you get, the issue that a long receiver has normally in the National Football League when you're vetting them coming out is yes, is how do they, how do they work at the top of a route? And how are they able, how many steps are they able not to take? 
when they're making a break. That's a big, big deal. And I think once they come into the league and learn, you know, uh, you know, under uh, NFL coaching tutelage of receiver coaches, I mean, you can learn that, as you well know, just like being a defensive back, you can learn how not to take that extra drop step, but you've got to practice it and learn it. So I think he's a very good nuanced receiver. That's the way I look at it. Well, with Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack with Titans Radio. I think it's interesting, uh, Coach, looking at 2019, the numbers that Corey Davis put up. uh, Two touchdowns, 92 targets, 601 yards. Uh, You look at Josh Reynolds last season with the Rams, it's almost identical. Uh, 618 yards, two touchdowns, 81 targets. Uh, How big of a jump could he make playing with Ryan Tannehill, playing in this, this style of offense that the Titans have? Um, is he a guy that could have a Corey Davis like jump or, uh, is he going to benefit more being a third option in this offense rather than the second option? Well, I mean, it depends on what else is going on around him. You know, at the time that Corey Davis, those numbers, he wasn't healthy either. You sure. know what I'm saying? I mean, right. that's something that is, is, you know, when you look at it, but the, the system will, when you talk about this type of, it's the same system, right? I mean, this is exactly the, this is the same system that he played in. I mean, that's this is what Sean McVay, you know, ran. This is this is what Matt LaFleur put in. This is what Arthur Smith built on. I mean, it's still that Shanahan play action, you know, cut split system, you know, TRCs, those types of things. So he's been in this system. And so, yeah, he's a he's a he's a viable option. And here's here's the thing that about that system that makes it work. You guys have seen it. I've defended it for years going clear back to Mike Shanahan is it never really ever has one guy it's really set up on how you are going to defend what goes on with the motion with the splits and then you know once the ball is snapped off of the play action what you're looking at and so to me yes i mean he can be he can be a viable option in this offense i never i never can predict i'm not smart enough to about numbers that guys are going to get you know a lot of that depends on how people play them on the week that you play them i mean that's just the way it is and especially in this in this uh, outside zone play action cut split system coach eight rookie receivers had at least 600 yards receiving uh, in 2020, uh, I know by all accounts, this is a deep wide receiver class going I into the NFL so. draft this season. Uh, who's jumped out at you that would be a fit for the Titans at 22 or in the second or third round so far? Yeah, well, I can't tell you where they're going to be, but I know. Right. I mean, just let me look at my notes here. I mean, just looking at it here. I mean, uh, to me, the best receiver in this draft. I mean, I'll go out and say this is Jamar Chase. Right. I think he's the best receiver in this draft. You know, just just just, just looking at it. You know, I, you talk about guys that will be there. I think Jalen Waddle will be gone. I think Devonta Smith, somebody's going to snatch him up. Then you start looking at some specialist guys. Now, you know, what are you looking for? Uh, I really like Kadarius Toney at Florida. You yeah, know, is he a slot guy? You know, is that a guy you got in a slot? You know, he can play some outside, but he's a smaller guy. There's another receiver at LSU, Terrace Marshall, that's 6'3", 203 pounds. That's a long strider, you know, longer separation guy. Is that, if, that, if that's what you're looking for, he'll be there. Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. You know, this is a guy, this is going to be 6'2", 210 pounds. You got natural hands catcher. He's a little bit, he's a little bit more deliberate as far as with his routes. Uh, his, uh, I think his breaks and his acceleration are not elite, but I like his toughness. I like what, I like what he does. Rondell Moore at Purdue, you know, this is a small guy, but is absolutely electric. All right. I mean, Elijah Moore at Ole Miss. I'm getting into some names that will be there then. I like Amari Rogers at Clemson. Yeah. This is a stout dude. I mean, this is a guy that's 5'10". He's 211 pounds, but he's very stout. Uh, uh, he is a – but to me, I love his competitiveness. This guy is a top-notch competitor. 
all right, with what with what he does. Now, you look at Tutu Atwell at Louisville. This is another really fast guy. Now, how quick can he assimilate into what goes on? And then a guy that I know I think will be there that, that I like, he's not a big guy, but he is an electric dude, is Dwayne Eskridge at Western Michigan. Mm-hmm. I mean, this kid is this kid is electric. He's undersized, but he is, he is electric. I mean, you can go on down the list. I got a guy down the list here that I watched, Diami Brown from North Carolina, 6'1", 195. You know, has got a lot of things. He's an above average athlete. I think he's a one cut accelerator guy, you know, when you when you look at him. So, I mean, I can go on and on. I've got guys, you know, I've looked sure. I've looked at now who's going to be there. I, I, I Especially at 22, I can't tell you, right. you know, clearly. But as you work on down there, what I am saying is, is this draft class of wide receivers, you do your homework. You're going to have some guys in the middle rounds that you're going to be able to get that can come in and help you. Will they come in and be uh, absolutely V guy? Not necessarily, but you need several guys now, especially as much sub personnel as you're playing on offense in this day and age. Coach Mack with us here on Blaine and Mickey here on 104.5 The Zone. Well, Coach Mack, how are you, or you know, I guess evaluating, or are they even playing in like players at UTC? Like, are they playing or are they sitting out? Or are you still evaluating them? Well, still evaluating. You know, I mean, that's, you know, basically where I am. Why? You got a guy in mind? No, no. I was just wondering because I, I thought they were going to have to make a decision whether to play or not because they're so stacked up on, you know, with combine, uh, even if it's at their school and do you play or not? Or did some of them play? Some of them say, no, I'm not playing and just do the workouts because I don't know if they could afford not to play. To be honest, they needed, you know, just because of the level of school that they're at. So I was just interested. Did you see a lot of, you know, guys that, you know, still decided to play or didn't play? Yeah, I haven't, you know, and I haven't dug that deep. You know, what I what I do and what I try to do, and again, in conversations that I have with, you know, a lot of people at a lot of different levels in this league, and especially those guys that are still, you know, that are having a spring season, is kind of try to see, you know, who are the guys that might stand out there. But clearly, I'll say this. I will say this to your question, and it's a good question, and it's relevant because it's at different times now. The more they can get on tape, especially at that level, the better off they are. Well, I wanted to add it, and I know you're going to say every draft is vital. I really believe if the Titans have a really good draft, just like 2019 and hopefully 20 will develop now that they'll have OTAs, that the Titans could really be considered a Super Bowl contender. What are your thoughts when I say something like that? Well, I will say this, and again, and I mean, it's you know this, Blaine. I mean, you've been in it a long time, uh, just like I have. It's a long time till they play a game, but right. The point they are now, what they did do, what they've done already in free agency is they've addressed a major issue. They've addressed their front defensively, which to me is extremely important. And being able to get Jayon Brown back was a huge get. That's a huge get for this defense because as much sub package as you play, as much sub package as you play against, you need that foot athlete at that second level. And that's what Jayon Brown is. And I think he, you know, signing a one-year deal, betting on himself, which I like that when a player will say, hey, I here's who I bet on. I bet on me. Okay. You know, to, to come back like that, but getting, but, but getting Bud Dupree, getting Danico Autry, all of a sudden now, when you are in your four down package, now you, now you've got Danico Autry and Jeffrey Simmons. Okay. And, and then you've got Harold Landry and you've got Bud Dupree on the outs. Now you've got a chance to do something because we all know this. I mean, and I'll just say, and our listeners are, are sophisticated listeners. The more four man pressure you can play with in this day and age, in the national football league, the better defensively you're going to be. 
We just saw Todd Bowles win a Super Bowl doing that against the number one scoring offense in the league that scored zero touchdowns. Close your eyes. Tell me what you see. That's how many touchdowns they scored in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs did. So when you've got four that can rush, you can do a lot of things coverage wise. So the Titans have gotten better doing that. Now they still need to add. They still need to add, in my humble opinion, they still need to add at every level of their defense. I mean, they've got to do that because you can't just depend on four guys. You need a rotation of guys there. And then they've got, they've got to get that back in. They still need to work on their back end. They are doing it. But you talk about the draft. Yes, this draft is important. And it's important that our second and third round picks from last year are healthy this year. And they're because they've got to contribute. They have to contribute. So is this draft important? Absolutely. Yes, it is. Yeah, and it helps build depth, too, at the same time because they yes. may see them to start two or three games. Last question for me before I hand it back to Will, and that is you may not have done a lot of homework on these guys. Name me your top three offensive linemen, and I mean offensive tackles, because I don't know if we have a right starting offensive tackle, do we? Don't Are we, we will on the roster? We will when the game starts. <laughs> <laughs> That's important. <laughs> for sure he will. The, the best the best tackle to me in this draft is Panay Sewell from Oregon. You oh, know, th- 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 this guy's the best. He'll be gone. There's some good offensive tackles in this draft, by the way. Rashawn oh. Slater at Northwestern, uh, yes. he'll, he'll be gone. That's a first-round dude in my mind. Christian Derisaw from Virginia Tech, really like this player. You know, good, good looking, 6'5", 315 pounds. Okay, here we're starting to get into Tevin Jenkins at Oklahoma State, 6'7", 320 pounds. To me, okay, he's a right tackle, or he could he could go inside. Liam Eichenberg from Notre Dame. Notre Dame's got a couple of these big dudes, as they always do, is, is a guy that I really like. The, the kid at Texas, Samuel Cosme, is interesting. 6'7", 310. That's a long dude, you know, to look at. And then James Hudson from Cincinnati, a little shorter, but he's got some. He's got a lot, a lot of toughness in him. He, to me, looks like he'd be a nice zone tackle player. Mm. Uh, I think he'd be an above average starter. Uh, East Carolina's got a kid named Deontay Smith that I really like. You know, right. De- De- Deontay Smith's a good looking kid. So yeah, I've done some work on the tackle. Right, <laughs> Sweet man, thanks, Coach. Coach Mack giving us the Mac attack on offensive tackles. That's right, hitting the uh, the free agent headlines, the draft. Uh, Coach, we uh, appreciate the time as always. Good stuff, guys. It goes way too fast. That's right. It sure does. Tighten up. I don't. Tighten up. <laughs> See you guys. Yes, sir. <laughs>